Today is the day that Jesus rode into Jerusalem. The day he rode into Jerusalem, the day that it got started. You see, Jesus had been in his ministry for a while, so a lot of people knew who he was and had seen a lot of miracles that he'd done. If they hadn't seen him, they had heard about him. So everyone was interested in this guy called Jesus, in this man named Jesus of Nazareth. So when he was riding in, people wanted to see him. They wanted to see him. They wanted to put their hands on him. Wouldn't you? I know I can't wait till. I can't wait till I get the chance to see him face to face. So I get the chance to touch him. But more important, him touch me. That's what we're hoping and praying for. That Jesus touches everyone here. Because we know he don't have to be here in the flesh to touch you. He touches you in your spirit. He touches your heart. See, Jesus is a it's like back then a lot of people didn't understand just like today there's a lot of people that don't understand Easter will be here in a week but today starts Jesus' way into Jerusalem Turn your Bibles if you brought one to Luke 19. Me too. So Luke 19, 28. All God's people there. Amen. Hold on. Got one that says hold on. More than one. Oh. Yeah, and 19 comes right between 18 and 20. <coughs> after telling his story, after telling this story, Jesus went on toward Jerusalem, walking ahead of his disciples. As he came to the town of Bethphage in Bethany on the Mount of Olives, he sent two disciples ahead. Go into the village over there, he told them. As he entered it, you will see a young donkey tied there that no one has ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks why, you are untying that coat 
just say the Lord needs it. So they went and found the colt, just as Jesus had said. And sure enough, as they untied it, the owner asked, Why are you untying that colt? And the disciples simply replied, The Lord needs it. So they brought the coat to Jesus and threw their garments over it for him to sit on. As he rode along, the crowds spread out their garments on the, on the road ahead of him. When he reached the place where the road started down the Mount of Olives, all of his followers began to shout and sing as they walked along. Praising God for all the wonderful miracles they had seen. Blessing on the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heavens. But some of the Pharisees among the crowd said, Teacher, rebuke the followers for their saying, Thing, for saying things like that. He replied, if they kept quiet, the stones along the road would burst into tears. That's real power. Can you see how humble Jesus was? Him being who he was? Riding in on a donkey? Not riding in on chariots or war horses like other kings when they rode into a city. When they came to a city, they wanted to be glamorous. They wanted everybody to know that they was a king. They wanted everybody to see how glamorous they was as they rolled into the city. But not our Jesus. Jesus was humble. You see, back in those days, there were kings that went around and they just wanted all the glory. They wanted all the glory. They wanted everyone to look at me, look at me. I'm a king. But Jesus wanted us to look at our Lord. He wanted us to look at our Lord. Jesus cared about the word of God, not how he looked. He wanted to teach people how to go to heaven, not how to make a good entrance. You see, by the time Jesus came to this point in his ministry, a lot of people knew who he was. A lot of people already knew who he was. Like I said earlier, he'd already, they already knew who he was or they hadn't heard about him. They had heard about his miracles and all the things that he had been doing. See, Christ was a king. 
we learned this. We learned this when he was born. The wise men come and call him a king. They ask, where's this baby king at? King Herod knew he was a king. And not only was he a king, but he was the king. Not a king, but the king. And he still is the king. And will always be the king. He came into this world to save us. You see, he's the Lord of lords. Even the devil tried to tempt him. Even the devil tried to get him to, 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 to change his ways and change how he was. But he couldn't do it. Unlike us. Unlike us, we, we, we still do it. No matter how hard you try not to, no matter how hard you try to, 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 to stay away from it, can't help it. Because it's our nature. But it wasn't his nature. Because he was pure. Because of who his father was. He was pure. The people shouted, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The king, the king who has come in the name of the Lord. People shouted. On this Palm Sunday. All these people ran out. They ran out to see him. They wanted to see the king. They wanted to be with the king. They wanted to touch the king. But he didn't want that. You see, Jesus knew his plan. Jesus knew what his fate was. At this time, Jesus knew what was going to happen, what was going to partake in the next week to come. See, as we go through our work week and we go through our lives and we wake up every day and we, we, we go to work and we do all these things, I want you to take that with you this week. All this week, I want you to think about that. I have a hard time with it. I think about that stuff and I get choked up. I can't help but get choked up because I know what happened to him. I know what he did. But you see, these people, these people that praised him did not know you. But the Pharisees told him to, to, to calm the people down. Calm these people down from, from, from worshiping you and calling you Lord. For that's blasphemy. But what did he tell the Pharisees? 
if I quiet them down. Even the stones will cry out. Even the stones along the road will start to cry out if I quiet them down. See, the world, the world knew Jesus. Even the stones knew Jesus. Even the little donkey that he was riding, it was a colt. It had never been ridden before. But the little colt let Jesus set up on him as he stumbled down the road. Even the colt knew who Jesus was. But you see, the people knew he was a king. The people thought that he was there to do something other than what he done. See, the people thought he was going to be the king of Jerusalem. They didn't know he was not only the king of Jerusalem, but he was the king of the world to save everybody, not just the Israelites. He was there to save everyone. He was there to save everyone here. Everyone that came before us, everyone that's going to come after us. That was his mission, and that's what the, the, the people that's cheering him on right now didn't understand. As you see, the Pharisees, they didn't like anyone. They didn't like anyone <coughs> that challenged them. They didn't like anyone that challenged their power. the very first day that he gets into Jerusalem. The people begin to turn. Let's go ahead and read 41. But as he came closer to Jerusalem, they saw and saw the city ahead. He began to weep. How I wish today they would all, all of people would understand the way of peace. But now it is too late. And peace is hidden from your eyes. Before long your enemies will build ramparts against you, your walls. And encircle you. And close in on you from every side. They will crush you into the ground and your children with you. Your enemies will not leave a single stone in place because you did not accept your opportunity for salvation. See, as he entered Jerusalem, he knew that they, they didn't understand. He knew that they did not understand his, his meaning, his true meaning, what he was there for. See, they thought that he was there just to save them. 
did not realize he was there to save the world. See, these people that cried for him, these people that were stood on the sides of the road and they took their garments and they laid them in the road for him to walk on and they cheered him. These were the same people that stood and yelled, crucify him. These were the same people in a few days hollered out, crucify him. You see, people rejected him. Like people still reject him today. And sometimes they reject him even after they've learned everything that he had done for them. Even after they've learned all that he has done for them, all that he can do for them, and all that he will do for them, and their children and their grandchildren, they still reject him. We walk through life thinking everything's good, everything's happy, everything is fine. And then one day, bam, you're dead. Then all your rejection all the time. Now you gotta own up to it. Now you gotta own up to it. I know what you're sitting here thinking, oh brother, I got plenty of time. I got plenty of time. You might want to think about that because a couple of years ago we had a brother that was standing right here on this stage. Ten minutes later he was home with the Lord. So if you think you've got all the time in the world to get right, you may want to think again. It brings me back to a, 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 a message that, that Pastor Mark had done about time, about a clock ticking. That we all have a clock. We all have a clock that ticks every second that goes by. There's a second that you can't get back. And on that clock, you have an expiration date that's set there by God. And once that clock strikes that destination, once that clock makes that destination, it doesn't matter where you're at, what you're doing, or who you're with. He's going to reach down. He's going to pull you. He's just going to pluck you right out of this world. So if you're not right, Today is the day. Now is the time that you can get right with God. You see, you don't want to be 
some of those people that are here today going, yay, Jesus. But you walk out them doors and you're yelling, you might as well be yelling, crucify him. I can stand up here and preach all day to you. But you got to make up that mind. you got to make up your mind whether you want to be in hell or you want to be in heaven. It's your choice. Not mine, not your mama's, not your daddy's, not your grandparents, not your wife's, not your husband's, not your kids. It's yours. And only yours. So it's your decision. You see, Jesus went into that town knowing what was going to happen to him, knowing that his people were going to reject him and turn against him. Jesus came to teach people how to love, to teach people how to care when people didn't care. He came to teach how to help the helpless. He came into the world to save it, not to condemn it. On that Palm Sunday, he came in to Jerusalem to save the world. Not just Jerusalem. He came in to save everyone. He took the stripes. He took the slap to the face. He took the beatings. He took the insults. He took the death. For us. He took the death for us. He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you in my Father's house. But we're not so, we're not so. You see, he's got a place for you. Sherry, he's got a place for you. Just for you, just Sherry. Without James. Amen. Yeah. Amen. But James, he also has a place for you. He's got a place already. He's got a place already for every person in this church right now. He's got a place for you. There's only one way you'll ever see that place. Only one. There's only one way. That is through the Son. That is through Him. The one that went on the little donkey. He rode on the little donkey. Not like Shrek. Well, he rode on a little donkey, and he rode into the city, 
and he's seen all the people cheering for him, and he weeps. And he weeps. And he weeps because he knows what they're going to do. He weeps because he knows that they don't understand. He weeps because he knows that some of you do not understand. <coughs> There's people out there in the world that do not understand. That's why he weeps. He goes into the city. And weeps. Because he knows the stripes he's going to take. He knows the, the, the beatings that he's going to take. And you see, some people get it, get it that this only went on for one day. No. No, it didn't. It went on for days. He was locked up in prison. They charged him with crimes that he didn't commit. They charged that they 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 told lies on him. One of his disciples turned her back on him. But he loved them anyway. He loved them. As he was hanging there, he even told the Father to forgive them because they did not know what they did, because they did not understand who he was, who he truly was. Not until afterwards, which we will celebrate next week, <coughs> did they figure out. Like I said, there's so many people in the world. So many people in the world that do not understand. And if you're here today, if you're here today, and you do not understand, Y'all may not know who Nolan is. But he's a good man of God. Nolan understands who Jesus was. Nolan understands that Jesus got slapped in the face and stood. Do you think if I just would have slapped Nolan in the face, he would have just stood here? Would he? No. I don't think he probably would. He'd probably try to slap me back, but I'm pretty quick. I got two cheeks. You give me two? But you see, 
Jesus took the slaps in his face. He took the getting spit on. He took the crown on his head. And it wasn't just the and, and, and they it wasn't just a little soft, set it on there real nice and pretty. No, uh-uh. No. It was smashed on his head because it was a crown of thorns. You see, the beating that he took was so brutal, so brutal, that by the time they got done with him, he didn't even look like a man. He did not even look like a man when they got done with him. These men that done this, you have to understand something. They were Roman soldiers. They were big men. They were strong men. But they were driven by a power. And it wasn't the Roman power. They were driven by evil power. And they beat him on the back. And they beat him on the side. And they beat him on the legs with whips. Their whips had cut so deep that you could see his bones. They punched him in the face. They called him names. And he took every slap, every lash, every beating. Every drop of blood that flew out of him onto the crowd that watched was holy blood. And he did that because he knew there was no way possible that one of us could have stood in his place and taken it. Could he have stopped it at any given time? And he did it to forgive you of your sin. He did it so you would have a spot in heaven. If you do not have thank you, if you do not have a spot in heaven, if you're not for sure that you are going to heaven today, I don't want you to leave this church without that spot. Without that spot being secure. Without that knowing that you have that spot. He's got that place built for you. A place in heaven. A place just for you. Made just for you. The beds already. Are, are the, the, the bed, I don't know if they sleep in heaven. But if they do. They have a bed perfectly made for you. Contoured to your body. 
never ask the Lord to come into your heart and save you. I want you to do that with me right now. Every, every hat off, every head bowed. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask you today to just bless the ones that came here today, Lord. And dear Heavenly Father, if you, <coughs> I ask you to be with them, Lord. If you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart and save you, I would like you to repeat this prayer after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I'm a sinner. I know I'm a sinner. But forgive me of my sins. Open up right now. Open up my heart. Come into my heart, Lord, and save me. Save me today, Lord. I want my spot. I want my mansion. I want to be in heaven with you, Lord. If anyone prayed that prayer, please raise your hand. Amen. 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 If you've been out of church for a while and you feel like you need to rededicate today, you feel like maybe your spot has gotten away from you, then I, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I've gotten away from you. I've gotten away from home. Lord. I withdrew from you, Lord. But today I want to come back. Today I want to come back to my spot. I want to be in your house, Lord. Forgive me of my sins. I want to rededicate my life to you, Lord. And I want to live for you from this day forward, Lord. If you prayed that prayer, please raise your hand. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for all that you do for us, Lord. Thank you for this. Thank you for for these people here today, Lord. Thank you for the, the, the message that you have given us today, Lord. Thank you for being here, being in this house today, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.